Sunanda, I don't think you're very far from reality there. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So when when you're editing this, this is officially where we're starting again. Hey guys, we're back. Kind of, maybe not really. Hi, I'm Sunanda. Hi again, I'm Shruti, and today we have a very special guest with us. We're here with Ananya Mirji, a psychologist at Heart Attack. a mental health and well-being initiative in bangalore hi nanya hi thank you for having me so excited to be here thank you for hopping on okay so why don't we start with the basics um some psychology has always been a subject that i never really understood but i've always wanted to try and understand so um can you please just give me a little um rundown on how your interest for psychology sparked really and what made you choose it as a subject for your future career yeah yeah for sure so um i i guess my interest i'd say very early on perhaps around the 8th or the 9th grade so i used to be a big reader and i would read books which had like certain aspects of psychology in it and somehow i would feel drawn to that and but this really solidified when i realized how much i enjoyed being that person that all my friends and other people would, would reach out to as a listener whenever they were facing any like difficulties or conflicts in their life so i definitely knew that this would be a career path that i would have some interest in and as i went and studied it in my 11th and 12th grade and also during my college years and i did a lot of internships also in the field that just became more clear to me that this is exactly what i wanted to do and that's how i started pursuing it what would you advise to younger students like i mean if not high schoolers who are on the career path but just like you know middle schoolers or even younger when they're still in that questioning phase of like what is this profession doing what is that profession doing so like what would you advise them or like what would you explain to them about psychology as a subject and like what goes into it oh that's a tricky one because like you said it's easy to explain to like high schoolers and uh, college going people who have some introduction to it and we notice that especially in school we have options of taking like eco versus science and things like that but psychology is not an option until you come to your 11th and 12th grade right so it can be a bit tricky i think what i would say to um younger children is to um perhaps explore what the subject is in terms of just google searches for uh, that matter um podcasts like these are wonderful for them to get uh, you know insight into all of this because we didn't have this when i was growing up and i was in school there was nothing like this right so this is really great for people to just dip their toes in and even just understand what it entails um other than that yeah i mean books are, are the best way you can now movies and a lot of movies and uh, shows and stuff have great rep- representation of mental health and psychology as a profession so honestly media is the only way middle schoolers and all uh, would be able to uh, consume such content but other than that definitely talking to people who are in the field would be great cuz that gives you actual um on field insight into the world of psychology which you perhaps won't even get when you're studying it so yeah 
honestly, that sounds so interesting because nowadays, at least for me, I wasn't allowed on any social media of any sort until I was like 14 years or 15 years old. Uh, I'm speaking as though that was years ago. I'm just saying that's like two years ago, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. But um, definitely, there are so many more younger people joining social media at such an early age. So it would be an amazing way to gain more exposure of that sort. And um, you, uh, if I'm not wrong, you recently became a psychologist, right? Yes, yes. Uh, this is my first year of practicing. Wait, while wow. we're on the subject of like younger kids, sorry to interrupt you, Sunanda, but like while oh, we're no on problem. the subject of younger kids in psychology, like as a psychologist, um, would you say that like it's become more and more important for like children that young to be aware of mental health and like what it entails? Because I feel like right now with like kids joining social media at younger and younger ages, even the dark side of social media affects them, which are like things yeah. that we didn't really like. I mean, I, I speak as if we're part of a different generation, but then again, with technology, like growth is like accelerated, right? So the kids, like, I mean, middle schoolers today don't even have the same experience that we did. And we were in middle school, like maybe three years ago. So yeah. um, would you say that like it's, more important now for like kids to be equally as involved with psychologists as adults are healthy adults who go to therapy are or <laughs> I was just what's your take on it 100% this is a really important um, topic that you've raised uh, in this and yeah it's so important for everyone to be aware of mental health right as early as children as uh, like three-year-old children <laughs> I mean I would say as as soon as you understand your own individuality it is very important to understand your own mental health because mental health is something that is throughout your life right as soon as you're born it is or even before you're born for that matter with development of the brain itself right yeah so it is very important for children to be very aware of these things more than children because children don't know right you are just a child yeah. you're just learning but parents and teachers need to be uh, that much more aware of educating their child and giving them healthy coping mechanisms enhancing their mental health uh, enabling resources for them to have uh, mental health care and providing them with that security and support it's so important i think it's very important for us to acknowledge that yes we are growing as a society as well while we do have a lot of hurdles to still overcome we are growing uh, just the fact that we have ma like school counselors in most schools I know we still have to come a long way with having good counselors and having enough counselors in schools but we are taking that step forward and we do have uh, mental health care available for school going children so it's important to notice these small steps that we are taking and even um, I think Sunanda raised the topic of social media right it has yeah. uh, its dark side as well where there is a lot of cyberbullying, there's a lot of insecurity and a lot of things that come along with social media but social media is a wonderful tool as well that suppose someone cannot have access to therapy or doesn't have the financial means or is, uh, is surrounded by stigma that uh, therapy has they can use social media to gain a minimal amount of support uh, in forms of building a community as well um, on social media for mental health. Oh, a hundred percent. Honestly, but, yeah. Um, there was also something that I um, thought about when you brought up social media in the first place. And this is not only regarding mental health as a topic, 
with any topic in general, unless like an account or a person putting out information does proper research, there's always the uh, possibility that a lot of half-baked misinformed information goes out and reaches people. And people believe it because they see either the number of likes or people sharing it and they believe that that's true. And I myself have done that on numerous occasions. And then when I went to speak to my parents about it, they looked at me as if I, I was speaking a foreign language because they, they didn't even understand where I got that half-baked information from. So like you said, social media is an amazing way to share and build awareness regarding it. But do you think um, it should be the uh, starting point or should it be like a, well, crutch along the way, just adding on more information along with personal research being done by students or children just getting into the world of psychology? Just to add on to the question, I think like with like how you mentioned, like Sananda talked about social media and how you mentioned like mental health becoming more accessible to everybody and like, you know, more awareness coming into it and like the minimal support that you can get from the internet itself. Like there are websites that like even I volunteer on a couple where you can just like take like a quick course to be a listener and then like it's not therapy because like those websites also offer paid therapy, but like this is just like a shorter end of it where you're just like listening to somebody's problems but you like never advise them like you're just like a place for like people to went went out but like again like even though I mean I think we have to acknowledge how um how much this has made mental health more accessible to everybody regardless of whether you have like the resources to pay for therapy and things like that but like would you say that like like Sananda said like this spread of um, the danger of being able to spread half-baked information and the danger of having people who are not professionals or like not fully attuned to how the mind works like professionals are so not professionals but um would you say that like like Mr. Like Sananda asked would you say like this is maybe doing more harm than good or is it like it's kind of like you know the graph is kind of like it's increasing and now it's kind of peaked and maybe flattening out. Like, is it a starting of the conversation? And yeah, is it sure. worth it? Yeah, for sure. So I do uh, completely agree that yes, there are downsides to it. There are half-baked information and people who uh, basically quacks out there. <laughs> um, and that is something that has its risks. Uh, I think the important distinction to make here that it's not therapy it's not a substitute for therapy in any way and a substitute for any sort of professional care and that is something that needs to be put out there when you are putting any content so for example on my instagram page i share a lot of things which can be informative can be uh, some people may find a lot of help and a lot of relatability in the, that content but at the same time, we have to mention that you need to go to therapy as well if you do relate to a lot of things. That it is important that you don't read a post on Instagram and say, I'm ready to go. <laughs> you know, so it's as simple as that. I think it is very important to make that distinction. But like you said, getting the conversation started in itself is what this does. So I think personally, I don't mind people giving half-baked information because at least they're talking about it. And that's the first step we need to make. Because we're, if you look at it, we're very in the very initial stages of talking about mental health in itself, right? We are still trying to break that stigma. And for us to do that, we need to get the ball rolling somehow. 
if that means that not everyone who's going to talk about it is qualified to do it i think that's an evil i will live with because at least we're talking about it and eventually once we are at the stage where it is normalized and destigmatized we can reach a point where we say no only uh, people qualified to talk about it can talk about it but for now i take it <laughs> that's that's honestly wonderful answer and like honestly i think that's like the outlook that we should be looking at it with and um i think we at parakram are also working towards that just like getting the ball rolling and like getting it into people's minds to think about but yeah so this is just like some questions we had on like necessary like mental health awareness is a kind of evil but also wait no that came out wrong mental health awareness is not evil but i mean social media yes. awareness <laughs> social media awareness as a necessary evil um but actually speaking of professionals so um you've been a professional for about a year i think am i yeah so um let's like uh, we want to know more i think one of the most things that like fascinate me the most is what does a therapist do when they're off work because i know every time i go to therapy i just wonder like i'm unloading so much on you who are you unloading it on to like you know how is one person like um able to take on the burden of like listening to others to like an extent where it's like you know things that you share in therapy what you don't share anywhere else like even journals are not that comfortable writing that stuff like i feel like it's just easier to talk it out to somebody so like what's like what's like the behind the scenes of the life of a, of a therapist like just like walk I'm sorry i just got a new image where there was like a therapist who just finished a session and they were sitting at a bar just thinking about everything they were told oh <laughs> so nanda i don't think you're very far from reality there <laughs> oh, wow. okay <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, we when oh, you <laughs> we chill like all of you do. Uh so after session what do I do? I sleep. I go and <laughs> stuff my face with snacks. Um oh. so it's your basic stuff. Of course, my life that I lead behind my work scene is just my normal life. I chill, I have friends, I hang out with friends. I sleep most of the time. I love to sleep. It's my favorite hobby. But um but yeah, no, I do understand uh that yeah, it is very uh taxing sometimes. Uh, like you said hearing uh, a lot of heavy topics being discussed day in and day out uh, can take its emotional toll on therapists as well because after all we are humans. We have our own struggles to deal with as well. So we are we're not perfect people either we don't we don't have life figured out either even though we are trying to help you figure your life out we are mm-hmm. also getting there but it like i said we are also getting there so we it's important for therapists also to put in that work to be conscious of their own mental health and take care of it outside session because we are dealing with other people's mental health as well and that we need to have a good uh, mental health care routine uh, before we do that itself so i think it's important for therapists to be in therapy themselves to seek mental health care and of course take care of their mental health on the on a daily basis in terms of self care in terms of knowing what their triggers are identifying their triggers and developing coping mechanisms and even setting boundaries it's so important to set boundaries as a therapist as well to know what you're okay and not okay with so if i'm dealing with a client that comes with a concern that i'm is one of my triggers for example i wouldn't be able to give my all to that session i would be really 
just just not authentic in that space so i think it's it's important to set your boundaries know what you're okay with and say it's okay to say hey i don't want to take such a case on and that is something that we need to grow with uh, becoming comfortable in to say no when we need to oh definitely like i'm sure it would be quite daunting at first like to come across a client that could potentially speak about something that could trigger you and to turn away say that you know, listen it's not something i want to go into i'm sure that's not so anything easy to do but the fact that you know yourself well enough to put your foot down and say that this is a line i can't cross it's it's something to get to and once you get there i think well it's quite respectable if you ask me i honestly think like therapists like the job that they do and the work they do for society as a whole is just like it's i think it's like it's like the equivalence of like a teacher or like you know people who like really contribute to people's lives positively because like i feel like it's something that like um you're like willingly taking on the burden of others and helping them and i just think that's super noble so like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Props to you, big props. <laughs> Thank you. But like, yeah, it is quite. Uh, I mean, it it takes a lot, but yeah, it, at the end of the day, it does. I mean, I love I love the job that I do. I wouldn't choose any other work. So yeah, that's amazing. Honestly, that's that's, that's so wonderful. On the subject of therapy, though, like I've always wondered this. I mean, at Parakram, like we don't give advice. Like we never talk about like you know if you're going through this, go do the next thing. um this is just something that i wonder like when i go to therapy because most of the times when i end up going to therapy um i end up just like talking about very normal things that happened during my week or like things that i just like in hindsight i realize that i'm not dealing so well when i'm in situations like this but you know like they're not necessarily like things that are tied to mental illnesses or like issues it's just like things about like my emotions and the way i process things and things like that so like that always makes me wonder who would you recommend therapy to like is there like a it's only if you're like this that you come to therapy or is it like um whatever just come to therapy and like talk about anything at all like is there like a criteria or like what what would you say it is yeah this is such an important question i'm glad you raised this um so what i would like to say first is everyone therapy is for absolutely everyone uh there is no rule book saying that you know you have to tick a few boxes for you to seek therapy you may uh, often we think that either people with um diagnosed disorders or with going through difficult times in their lives would come to therapy but i would argue that people who are doing wonderfully you're having the best year best week of your life you can come to therapy too it's just therapies can be different for different people it can be a spaced event for some people it can be a space for just self reflection for some people it can be a place to build relationships understand relationships understand yourself better and it can be a place to seek you know support for difficult times that you're going through seek uh, therapy and uh, clinical care for disorders that you have and it's just it's such a broad field honestly and it is for everyone we and a lot of the stigma that surrounds therapy and mental health also lies in this idea that people who are going through a tough time who aren't being able to deal with it themselves who are weak would come to therapy 
but coming to therapy takes so much strength in itself right it's not easy to talk about things that you're going through to another stranger and be forced to sit with such difficult emotions in a therapy session because those are emotions you probably don't deal with on a regular basis or even with friends and family you don't dive into those emotions the way you do in therapy and to dive into them and dissect them in a way it's quite it takes a lot of resilience to be able to do that so that we need to destigmatize the entire notion of therapy and uh, create this idea that everyone can come to it no matter what uh, you are going through in your life whether you're going through anything or not this is a space for you i honestly like that's beautiful because i really relate because like i remember when i first started going like um from like people around me i would get this like vibe that like you know it's cool that you're going to therapy but like it's not for me you know what i'm saying but then like a few years on it's like most of those people have like tried it at some point or the other so like i feel like um it's just like i would just say like as someone who did go to therapy and did get like kind of uh condescended upon <laughs> for it i would just say that like to everyone who's listening um whether you go or not like ananya said like it's for everyone and more than that like don't make people feel bad for going definitely that's probably the worst thing you could do to someone who just finds solace in going to therapy or just finds solace in that safe space of theirs you don't want to ridicule something that means so much to someone that's horrible honestly yeah, yeah i think therapy is a wonderful space so anyone who's going to therapy kudos exactly. to you you're doing exactly. a wonderful job and that we're also proud of you for doing that go you yeah you go anybody getting your life like, in order yeah like if you've tried it out and if you like took that extra step and like cuz i know it's like ananya said therapy is like emotionally so taxing like the days after therapy i've never felt that raw like ever ever and like some of the stuff that like i've done in therapy is just like things i'm never going to forget like as exercises not in a negative way i'm i'm realizing like the way i'm saying it sounds like it was like oh my god so hard <laughs> no it was like it's kind of like it's like i've never been more in touch with like my emotions and my mind and um yeah so like if you have like the bravery to like go through that regularly and like i just think that's incredible like honestly it's beautiful but hey now we're on the topic of self <laughs> no hold up speaking of such wholesome <laughs> wholesome experiences I'm sure you've had your fair share of interesting experiences as a psychologist, as a therapist, and I don't want to intrude into anyone's privacy. I just want to know, as a therapist, what is probably the most fulfilling moment of your job, of your life? Like, when has it hit you? Like, hey, I'm making a difference. This makes me so happy, and this is what I've always wanted to do. yeah i think something that's always fulfilling is when i see my clients incorporating even the smallest things that i might have just said in passing you know in a session just just in passing or i won't even remember certain things but seeing them incorporate those little things even into their lives and to notice positive changes that they're making in their daily routines and their mindsets and approach that's when it it really feels like hey i'm doing something good and reaffirms 
the notion that I'm making a difference in itself. And even I think um, one of the biggest things that I noticed more than progress, because progress looks different for everyone. You know, one one day you're having a great day, you had your favorite meal, and suddenly all the uh, worries you had the previous session don't seem to hold importance. But then they come the next day. That it, it's an up and down battle uh, every day, but. I think one thing that I really like about um, my therapeutic journey with a client is when I notice our therapeutic alliance strengthening, when I see a client not resisting what therapy has to offer and just being accepting of it, whether it is making a difference yet or not, but just being open to what therapy has to offer, discovering themselves and being willing to be vulnerable, just allowing themselves to enjoy the space that is created there is that's the most rewarding part for me more than seeing changes and all of that because that comes later <laughs> i literally got goosebumps that is beautiful so i think that was honestly so hard to follow up on like wow that was absolutely amazing i think this is like stuff we I think I've said this so much already in this podcast alone, but it's like stuff we never really think about. Like when I go to therapy, like my perspective is always like, I said, okay, I feel like there should be a count of how many times I've said when I go to therapy in this podcast. I, I wanted to keep track, but it seemed rude and I'm a nice person, so I didn't. Uh-huh, okay. We'll get back to that in the later days. But, um, no, so I always, I, I feel like it's like from our side, like from a patient's side, it's always like, um am I able to like you know take the most out of every session and like things like that but like I've never like thought about it from the aspect of a therapist like I think it's so wonderful that like they're like cheering us on and like they want us to like you know make make ourselves like get to the goals that we've set for ourselves so I think I honestly think that's beautiful for sure where cheering you on every step of the way and it is um you know like a lot of people don't think about this but I think about my clients in during the week before I see them next really like if I'm sitting and I'm not seen a client for a while suddenly I'll be thinking about that I'll be like hey how is this one doing you know what's oh, going on I in their life I always wondered this always like I always like I was like is it like uh do you just think about me during this like 50 minutes I'm here or is it like do you like think about them afterwards or like do you like do like follow up okay I've always thought about it like how does it work of course it is a relationship that's being formed although it is a therapeutic relationship and that in itself is different from your normal relationships but at the same time we both are getting to know each other on such a deep level yeah I'm getting to know about your lives in a way that you probably don't share with most other people and in the same way, you are also seeing some parts of me. We are building this bond in the session. And yes, there is a professional side to it. It's not, I'm not your friend. I'm not uh, someone yeah. in your family. I'm not, that is a different thing. But I am part of your life. now. You are part of mine. And I am going to think about you when I'm thinking about my sessions and my clients. That is so wholesome. Like, I've always thought it was such a, like, unique job because, like, I don't think a lot of other jobs have this level of, like, personal connections with, like, clients, but at the same time is also a job. And, like, the, I feel like the the definition of this, like, connection is completely 
different like you can't really equate it to any other type of connection in your life at all so i always thought it was just really unique like the um the facets of the job so i think it's really wholesome that like you like think about us it's so wow you know for me at least till recently when i thought about therapy i always thought that the therapist would prefer to disconnect during a session otherwise i found it fascinating because talking about such heavy topics obviously like you said is very emotionally like burdening and it can get really hard so that's why it always made sense to me that a therapist would disconnect while talking to a client or discussing a heavy situation but now speaking to you it doesn't seem like you do that it actually seems like you're more involved than like anything else to make sure that your clients feeling heard so that that must not be easy so, like like you said you have like a mental health care routine like yeah. do you find yourself often implementing it like day to day i think what you did uh, raise is an important thing to address as well being disconnected in the session i wouldn't call it disconnected but it is important to not personalize the situation right suppose like you yeah. said someone is coming with very heavy concerns or mm-hmm. um, maybe traumatic experiences it can be taxing for the person listening as well right but in that uh, environment i think it's important as a therapist to know that this is about the client it's not about me as a human i'm a therapist in this role and detaching yourself from the personal triggers or the personal emotions which this is evoking um is an important thing to do so as to not compromise on the client's well-being because at the end of the day this entire relationship surrounds what your client's needs are it's not about you and what you think and what you Definitely. feel and things like that so there is a level of disconnecting from maybe your personal side um i wouldn't call it disconnecting again because i do like to bring authenticity into my sessions as a therapist so i don't like being completely detached although there are certain therapists who work better that way uh, i mm-hmm. think it is a very individualistic um, choice that a therapist makes how involved to get um, with a client's concerns and things like that but it's important to maintain that therapeutic relationship where the focus is what your client is coming with not with what you feel about the situation so never to make the mistake of putting yourself in your client's shoes but knowing the distinction between like empathy is important for sure being able to feel with the client is very important because you do need to at some level understand where they're coming yeah. from but at the same time knowing that it's their experience and not yours so that uh, you can't take away from their experience in them yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think yeah. but another like, thing which um, you Oh I'm so sorry continue. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I think this like connection also is a little bit of an issue. I love me. this so much. <laughs> yeah. But uh what I was saying was I think another the other point that you raised about mental health care for a therapist it is important it is important to incorporate it even in the little ways right? So uh, it is uh, not possible for you to perhaps go to therapy every single week. it's important to be in therapy as a therapist yourself because you need to explore uh that side as well um but if you are unable to go uh that regularly knowing what you can do in the time uh that you don't see a therapist is important so just taking time out for self care taking time out for journaling or whatever it is that works for you and you build as a mental health care routine is important to keep uh, on a daily basis doing those little things is very important 
I think like going off of like um, a self-care routine and like from a therapist's point of view, it must look very different from like an average person's point of view, right? Because I think a therapist is kind of in a way dealing with the emotions of multiple people, whereas like an average person is just like dealing with the repercussions of their own emotions. But like, what do you say is stuff that's like common for self-care for everybody? Like, for example, um, like physical health and mental health, like what do you say is like a connection there or like is common no matter who you are? Oh yeah, I think there's a big connection. So I don't really, I mean, I don't think I do anything different from what I tell my clients to do for self-care, for example. I uh, Maybe I should be. I think therapy is the main thing which I do differently. Uh, maybe I approach it a little differently than um, maybe people who aren't therapists or aren't psychologists do. Um, but again, that is where I'm dealing with different kinds of things. So maybe I'm talking about um, something that has affected me like that or dealing with my emotions in a different way uh i don't know but i'm a human i do the self-care that i do is very human i do physical self-care i do mental self-care like i tell all of you all to do as well um but yeah i think there is a very um big connection between physical health and mental health uh this is something that I've honestly noticed in the past few years because I have started taking care of my physical health, which I never used to do. Being a college student, <laughs> I would just not care about my health. But especially since the last year, I have introduced exercise and healthy eating into my routine uh, very consistently. And I noticed that the days that I exercise, my mood is considerably better. I am able to be more motivated. I am able to approach things differently than I would if I haven't exercised for a day, for example. So something as simple as that, uh, for me, it was noticing these changes that I didn't notice before. So my eating patterns were all over the place before I started taking care of my health. And I never used to exercise. Uh, but then once I started doing that, everything sort of fell into place with taking care of my physical health. Even just drinking a lot of water started with obviously exercising you get more tired you drink more water but something as simple as that really makes such a huge difference and it makes you for me at least makes me more aware of my emotions and more aware of my mental health in itself because I am I'm just active physically like I'm not hungry all the time so I don't have to think about being cranky because I'm hungry but maybe I'm cranky because I've had a bad day so as simple as that I think that is very important to keep in mind so like that balance between like um working and like keeping your mind and like your body in a work mode versus like in a relaxed and like self-care mode like really balances out like your body itself and like the way your body functions yeah like the mind-body connection is really uh something that we we notice once we start to take care of both these aspects right it's so interconnected and the, if you're taking care of your mind you are taking care of your body in some ways too and vice versa right? it does make a huge difference and yeah it is something that's very important um, for self-care that we need to do absolutely yeah honestly so like yeah i think so far like as we've discussed like personal concerns 
we always do reach out to therapists but also here on parakram it's actually not a but also because like we're not doing the job therapy here on parakram not even remotely but we do share a lot on parakram sometimes over share but we share a lot and um, we like to like you know we like to think that like the people who do listen to our podcast or at least people who come across our posts or anything take away something from this and kind of you know Uh, we kind of create a sense of togetherness and a sense of belonging that like sense of you're not alone in the world so like yeah we just like really want to hear your thoughts on like communities and like how mental health can really help bridge the gap between people and like create similarities and like relationships where they weren't there before yeah for sure i think this is wonderful that you guys are doing um bringing that sense of community in and starting conversations on such important topics it does make a listener feel that you know i'm not alone someone else is going through the same things or similar things and i have that sense of i belong in this world i'm not an outcast that i may have felt for so long because i i couldn't my world was so di- different from creating that sense of community when it comes to mental health is is very important because it creates that sense of belongingness in itself feeling like you have people who relate to you the way you view the world is not abnormal a lot of other people can view it in the same way and you can find that sense of connection where you can even just share struggles share ideas of how you've dealt with it what is the kind of care you sought i think it's very important to build such communities and i think parakram is do- doing a great job in itself in starting those conversations sharing those experiences um even at hearted out we do uh try and build communities and spaces for sharing we have weekly support group sessions where uh we just come and share about different topics uh, every week and we also are creating a digital community um called the buddy circle community where we share about mental health concerns and just create a sense of digital community like we have on instagram suppose you are all following a page about maybe a certain celebrity like fan groups <laughs> or whatever you would call those so health kind of fan group i guess where you just have a space to share anything any posts relatable memes whatever works for you about mental health and just have discussions on this it's a space we are trying to create on a digital platform for people to even just stay behind the comfort of their phones and other devices and share knowing that they're not alone yeah that's such a comforting thought honestly having that sort of a community to fall back on just turn to during any well hard times sharing good memories anything of that sort and if i'm not wrong it's already implemented at hearted out yes so we do have the body circle community up and running on the health nest app so if you go to our website hearteditout.in you will see um the section that says body circle community and it'll direct you to how to sign up for the community and get started with your wonderful journey of sharing and creating that mental health community that we all want. Oh that's oh that's lovely. <laughs> it's so wholesome like my heart feels like full like it's so nice to like know that like these platforms exist you know and like you can go on and like actually share your stuff and like 
like it's just i don't know like i feel like we say this on every single podcast but like community is like literally all we want out of everything that we do and like the fact that it just actually exists yes we just want like you know like we just want it to be like okay and we just want like mental health to be like an okay topic to discuss in your living room like with your friends just like something that nobody has to blink twice at when you bring up like like yeah, no like double takes or like awkward like subject changes none of that like you know just like a conversation casual conversation yeah. yeah for sure and this is exactly what our body circle community aims at doing the same way we share on instagram like we don't think twice before sharing <laughs> that relatable meme so what if that relatable meme was about mental health and you have a million other people sharing the same thing and saying hey i related exactly <laughs> the same thing too and creating that space of conversation about that specific concern about mental health in itself and also creating a space for events about mental health so that's something we also integrate into our communities having weekly events about various topics so anyone who is interested in whatever the topic has to offer uh, attending those events and creating an even more personal uh, sense of community where you are actively interacting with people hearing their voices as opposed to just yeah. typing comments maybe even seeing them hopefully when covid allows us to Yeah, um, so that is the sense that we want to create where we create such a huge community of sharing and just get those conversations normalized i'm oh, in i said this before so i'm in like, i'm signing up you <laughs> me too honestly but yes i think that brings us to the end of today's episode ananya thank you so much for jumping on this episode we really appreciate your insight on the professional aspect of mental health and i think i at least learned a lot a lot from this conversation i think it was also like my heart feels nice like it was such a nice <laughs> conversation and like it's always it's so nice to hear from a professional rather than like just us having our conversations and i honestly like we can't express enough like thank you so much for like taking the time out and like coming sure, here to talk to us Thank you for having me. I really have to give big ups to you guys for <laughs> creating this um venture. This was really wonderful to see you creating a space for sharing um and it's so authentic. That's something I really enjoyed about this conversation is that there were no like inhibitions there. It was just so free flowing and natural and it just creates that space of warmth that uh I associate with um mental health and conversation surrounding it so thank you for that that is the thank nicest you. thing anybody has ever told us and it's also like the most meaningful thing i think cuz that's like you put it into words it's exactly what we wanted to feel like so like exactly thank you <laughs> <laughs> well then um coming to the end of this episode uh if any of you listeners out there have any questions you want to ask ananya we will be linking her account as well as heart it out on the post that goes out when this podcast is released so you can feel free to reach out to her she will either answer your questions directly or redirect you to book a session with her through heart it out so feel free to do that if pricing somewhat of an issue there are amazing student discounts provided by heart it out so feel free to check that out and yeah any last message ananya you'd like to leave our listeners with 
thank you all for listening today and <laughs> i hope this is a good step uh, forward in your mental health journeys and excited to see what this wonderful journey has to offer for all of you